0: Alright guys, so welcome to episode 3 of the Amped Podcast. To be honest, I'm kind of surprised we've even made it 3 episodes. It's really hard for us to commit to anything, uh, but we've made it. (laughs) We made it to episode (laughs) 3. Yeah. Um, So, we've had some feedback. And mm-hmm. we're going to take a little bit of this in to a certain extent where, you know, some people said, like, maybe just try to stick to a theme. Uh, we'll try this for one episode. I don't know if that's going to work, but that's kind <laughs> of how, how I want this whole thing to do. It's, it's all trial and error.
1: It's hard not to ramble for me. Yeah. I like to ramble.
0: Yeah, I think rambling's is good. Um, <laughs> and maybe it leads to something else. I, I don't know. But today, I figured, because I think we both have a similar interest in pawn shops. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know what these th- these shows yeah. are going to be about till i till i show up so yeah brando brando has no clue um i do if, love my pawn shops though and i'm so random like i just <laughs> typed this this morning so there's okay. it's not very deep but um we both go to pawn shops because we've actually ran into each other in yeah, pawn shops
1: that's how we that's how we caught back up as i ran into it at the pawn shop
0: yeah so i'm kind of curious to why you go to pawn shops and like how do you look at them because i have my like my feelings about them. And I know some people even have this like mindset that pawn shops are dirty and like some of them are. Well yeah. Them, <laughs> them, yeah, that's true. Some of them but are. But
1: for the most part, you know, uh pawn shops are pretty great. Some um yeah, I my primary reason for going to the pawn shop is cheap DVDs. Yes. Because I know we got Blu-ray, and we know we got 4K, and then some movies are being shot in 8K. Yeah. And but I was like, I'm not above watching DVD movies, and a lot of pawn shops have them. They'll be like between a dollar and three dollars a piece. Right. Actually, this one that I go to, Blu-rays are three dollars a piece, and then like the yeah. DVDs Which is are crazy like $1 because
0: people are paying like thirty dollars 30- thirty plus yeah, dollars yeah. for them, and you just come in and swipe it for three dollars I, I feel like
1: i'm just getting away with something like
0: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's kind of how i feel sometimes where it feels like you're getting such a good deal you feel like you're ripping them off even though yeah. you know they're the ones that's pricing it but really who got ripped off is the person that they bought it from because if yeah. you're getting it cheap, if i'm
1: buying <laughs> like i went to the other day and i found rob zombie's new movie three from hell on Blu-ray for three dollars. Yeah. I'm like, how much did you give the person that
0: sold this to you? Like a quarter? Thirty-two cent and probably some gum. Out of the- <laughs> That's another thing too. Pawn shops always have gumball machines. Yeah, I going back. I don't
1: know, man. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, defend pawn shops, um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chew the gum from a pawn shop. No, um, <laughs> I don't yeah, know.
0: I I don't think I even had it. Um, and I guess how it started with pawn shops is, like, I've gone through different things where it's like, okay, I need a laptop, but I don't want to spend, like, a lot of money. Or yeah. even my YouTube channel and even what we're talking on now, majority of this equipment, like, came from a pawn yeah, shop. I'm
1: talking on a pawn shop, Mike, like, yeah, right now. me
0: too. And I, and it sounds great. Some people are going to spend a ton of money, and I'm completely glad that they do because it means when it fails for them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then we'll be there to yes. sweep on in so and when, buy your old stuff.
0: Yeah, when your podcast fails, I'm going to take you know, and get a really good deal off of your stuff. I even went through a span of time where I searched out deals to kind of supplement income. Like yeah. I found a way to like I, flip stuff. Yeah. I'd go in and I kind of have an idea of at least with electronics, how much stuff is worth. So I have an idea of like how much, you know, I could get by selling it in return. And it just became this thing for the longest time, especially like when I had a normal day job and, and, and having a family is like, you kind of have to have a side thing and that that was it and it just got to where it was fun
1: to do yeah it's fun like hunting for little treasures and stuff because it means more because like at walmart you like you kind of know like what the inventory at walmart or target or whatever is but like going to the pawn shop like you could have been there yesterday and then just today yeah uh, there could be something completely different there my my last really good pawn shop find was pretty fantastic i found a um as a steady cam, like a mechanical, well, I don't know if you call it mechanical, but not not motorized right. uh steady cam for my camera. And I got it for eighty five bucks. I looked it up on B and H photo. It's a four hundred dollar stabilizer. Right. But The guy's like, it's been there forever, and no one knows what it is. He's like, you're like the only customer that I know of that knows what this thing is. He's like, 85 bucks
0: out the door. And the sad thing is, I know which one you're talking (laughs) about. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because I remember seeing the same uh, stabilizer. I was like, hmm. That's the bad thing about pawn shops, though. I go in and i'll look at something and then my wheels start turning it's like eh well maybe i can use it (laughs) yeah even though if i that's the trap because you're like i wonder
1: i do that and you said like number one reason i go in there is for movies right but the number two reason i go in there is like i wonder if there's something musical a microphone some kind of weird preamp a guitar pedal uh maybe a keyboard from the '80s yep. that makes weird noises. Like yep. I'm always experimenting with new things, and I just kind of always go, mm-hmm. I "What do I could do with this?"
0: Yeah, I, I do the if same thing. That
1: into that, you
0: know. <laughs> I go in, and I even have like I'll walk into certain pawn shops, and I have this normal route that I take inside the store. Yeah. Like I know, all right, I go in, I look to the left, look at computers, go around to this. Like it's sad that I know where everything is, but. Uh, I guess that's a bad sign that I go too much. But it's the only thing I like doing. It's gotten to where I don't like going to normal stores. I don't like paying retail for anything. And and I'm not cheap. Like, I'll buy random shit like I don't need. (laughs) Like, it's not about being cheap. But I think there's something, too, about buying something that it feels like somebody else gave up on, too. Yeah, I was
1: like, I'll rescue
0: you. Yeah, come here, little Apple Watch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come here. I'll give you a home right here. (laughs) So... The thing about that too is like my favorite like pound puppy rescue item <laughs> for the pawn shop <laughs> is they're all looking at me. Yes. Scratching, yeah, scratching. like take me home. <laughs> Our guitars. Yeah. because
0: I can see get, that being your weakness.
1: Yeah, because like all the guitars that you usually find in a pawn shop are kind of the real weird ones, yeah. like brands I've never heard of before, and yeah. I love to Frankenstein guitars. Like I like to take a like a funky guitar. Yeah. And just rip the end size out of it and just rebuild it, you know.
0: But you could never do that and go out and buy like all new guitars
1: to do I that. I would almost feel bad if I just went to like a guitar shop and bought like a five hundred dollar Stratocaster or whatever. I wonder
0: if it's like how people are about cars, where they like yeah. to go to junkyards and like pull parts from this and pull parts from that. Like I don't have anything that I can do that with. Well, I don't know if you had camera I- issues. <laughs> we have to check that i'm telling you the last episode (laughs) we had so many problems uh one camera wasn't recording a memory card kept failing and then like the audio i didn't even record in one section yeah it
1: took several tries to get it going
0: the last one was a shit show so we're like pretty making sure everything to do it this time hopefully everything sounds better too we're gonna try a few different things um i think each episode is going to sound different it's gonna look different in fact, this. Episode. We yeah, even, we
1: got our new camera. Yeah, we threw hey. up a,
0: an action cam so that you can kind of see both sides as we're recording. I don't know. We're gonna piece it together, see how it works. Um,
1: Let me open my refreshing. Yeah, you're about real to quick. hear it. In maybe. stereo, maybe. Yeah. I'm gonna do it in the middle so you can hear it in stereo.
0: Oh, that was loud. Just don't spill anything. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, one thing I did notice, uh, still sticking to the theme of pawn shops, is I've noticed that. Everything that's going on right now has kind of changed pawn shops too, because um, there's not as much stuff in pawn shops because people yeah. like with unemployment, some people are getting money that they normally would go to the pawn shop to get, so they're not. I feel like that's like the 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 litmus test for the economy. It is Just going to the
1: pawn shop and seeing how much right is going in and how much is going out.
0: It's pretty sad sometimes to see it too, because you also notice the pattern like when you go to a pawn shop like a little bit after the holiday season, and then you can see Ugh. that like somebody's toys that they got for Christmas is already in there, and it's like,
1: I'm just hoping that it's the old toys, and they're just pushing off the old toys because they got new toys. If that makes you feel better, I I, guess that's not the case. No. So it is kind of sad. I have sad. watched Toy Story, and I know what happens to the old toys.
0: Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you kind of already said one of these, but I was going to ask, like, what is some of the best stuff that you found in... In pawn shops.
1: Oh man, like that's probably like the coolest one that I found. Yeah. But just like weird um like guitar stuff and um you know, I'll get like there'll be like entire series, like movie series or like T V series for like super cheap. Um I can't think of anything specifically, but like stuff that you wouldn't normally find too. Right. And <laughs> That's
0: one of <laughs> That's one of <laughs> For you guys that aren't watching, <laughs> that was a straight up burp from the uh, Dr. Pepper that you heard a second ago. <laughs> but um, actually, I'll jump in here that gives you time to get that out of your system, but also maybe think about some of the things that you found. Um, but throughout the time of me looking in electronics, which again, pawn shops also made it where it allowed me to find stuff to review on my channel in the beginning when like I didn't have a lot of uh, products sent to me. And then I couldn't just buy, you know, pay retail for everything. Yeah. So, you know, that, that kind of saved it. But throughout the time, like, I've gotten MacBook Pros, um, Bose headphones that are $300, like their newest noise-canceling pair of headphones like I picked up for 50 bucks. <laughs> um, the MacBook Pro that I picked up, and this is one of those things where it was a, kind of a flip deal. It was the MacBook Pro with the Touch Bar, and was like the latest and greatest, which I think it was maybe a seventeen hundred to two thousand dollar laptop. Oh yeah, I paid seven hundred bucks, but it was still in the box, still new, um, and then I was able to flip it. I think for twelve or thirteen hundred dollars. So like, oh yeah, that's five hundred
1: dollars. Oh, I remember what it
0: is. Yeah, see, I so knew it would I, buy you some time. Uh, th- <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> it just took me a second. <laughs> So I went through a period of a few years where I got really into retro game collection: Nintendo, Super Nintendo, sixty-four, Sega Genesis. Yeah, all the classics. know so, yeah. you're representing one right oh, now. Oh, yeah. So I understand.
0: This, this, you know, maybe we could talk about this too. Cause... Yeah, yeah. So,
1: like at one point, one of the pawn shops had like a whole cabinet filled with Nintendo sixty-four games, and it didn't matter—like GoldenEye, Smash Brothers, Super Mario sixty-four, Mario Kart. Which
0: Goldeneye is the best. Yeah, Yeah. so good. (laughs) But
1: all these heavy hitter, like, AAA titles that are, you know, pretty expensive now. Every game in that cabinet was $2, like, blanket Uh, price. So I just walked out with, like, a bag full of Nintendo 64 games one day. And you know some
0: parent just grabbed this out of an attic and just said, I don't even care, just... Give me whatever, and, and I think take. at
1: this time period, like people are just like people don't play these things anymore. Just right. give them away, basically.
0: But retro gaming, retro music, like everything that we were into, all that stuff's coming back. up. Yeah, it really is. I know we've talked about vinyl. Um, I mean, you're you're rocking the Pearl Jam shirt, Pearl Jam. which it looks like we 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 kind of match. Went with a black and black red and theme. white and red theme. Yeah, but this was not on purpose. <laughs> but the NES, and we're gonna get off pawn shops for a second, but this kind of tied into it. Is still one of those systems. It was it was the first one that I got as a kid, yeah. um, and it was one of the like my parents didn't want to have anything to like really do with me <laughs> when I growing up. They were like, just stay busy. We just just give him something. Yeah, give him, him something to do. And so the Nintendo was like the system for me for the longest time. And there was a store nearby which people might not even know. You used to be able to go and rent games and rent movies. And I'd ride my bike, rent games, stay locked in my room like all weekend. And there was something about finishing games. And I go back now, and they were some of them were like awful games. But yeah. for some reason, better than buying them though. Yeah, it did, <laughs> but it didn't matter. I didn't look at anything like, oh man, this game sucks. I don't know yeah. what, what it was, but it was like, no matter what game it was, you're happy to be playing video yeah, games. It didn't matter. And I think it sucks now because I think games are incredible. Some of them are way too complex. I think some people, like with Cuphead, if you come out with something and it's just real simplified, like, it's yeah. not simple. That game's <laughs> aggravating the, as shit. The
1: concept is simple. The, the execution is
0: very difficult. It remind me a lot of Contra, especially mm. in, like, the side-scrolling aspect. Oh, yeah. And it's so fun to just... It's All you can do is shoot and jump. There's nothing else. But there's so many things that you can do in games yeah. now...
1: Well, you can kind of circumvent your responsibilities in a game yeah. by just doing something different. Yeah. But there was a period in gaming where it's like, you got to get from point A to point B, and if you suck, well, you just need <laughs> you to get better. You start back
0: over at point A. You just, you just try
1: again until you're able to do it. There's right. no way around it.
0: There was no game saves. Uh, it was pretty much like, you know, you had three lives, and if you wanted to, you know, hopefully you can get extra lives. Did you
1: ever? Did you ever have, like, your Nintendo, like, turned on? And, like, because you have, like, you've been playing all day, and you can't save your game. No. So, you just leave the game system turned on. Well, this happened to me. I'll tell you my horror story. And you guys know probably what's going to happen. You turn the TV off, and then mom will go in there to, like... Oh,
0: what's this red light?
1: Oh, yeah. You left your thing on last night. And Uh-oh. I was like, no!
0: <laughs> I've had that happen, too. Um, Again, game saves now. And it's funny now, because everything, like, a lot of stuff just auto-saves. Like, you don't even have to think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But back then... You put all this time in, and the one I remember was X Men on the Sega, Sega Genesis. Yeah. yeah, that was a great one. Love that game, but I stayed up all night just play. I think it was the one with Nightcrawler where you could just. Yeah. I was so hooked into that game, I spent so much time. But I was like, I must be getting close to the end. And then same thing with you. I just kind of left it on. I went to go get, you know take a break for a second to go eat something. And I come back and like all my shit's put away. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. But then I would spend the next night. It didn't matter. I would just play through it all again. And I like, I don't know something about having that feeling of things being simple. Uh, I kind of miss that. Like, I like both though.
1: Yes, You know, like, uh, yeah, definitely not knocking, um, the New Orleans. I think it's like music, you know, you can enjoy Kendrick Lamar Yep. (laughs) Or you can enjoy Led Zeppelin, you yeah. know. Like it's, um, it doesn't matter in which time period. If it's, if it's a good product, like, yeah. it's, it's good. Yep. You
0: know, for any time period. So, what was your system? I think, because my wife brought this up last night. She's like, "Oh, did you see that on CBS? There's a new documentary that's about retro retro gaming." Is it but the it's Netflix the, one? No, not oh, that. Okay. I did watch those, like the episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched all of those. But there's something... It's a Console Wars where it's Nintendo against Sega. Oh, is it a YouTube channel? No.
1: Okay, I'm going to stop guessing.
0: (laughs) Shut up so I can tell (laughs) you. Just shut up and let me tell you. Um, But what it is, is it's Nintendo against Sega. And I know that, obviously, I had the original NES. But after this is when you had... Either the Super Nintendo or the Sega Genesis. There wasn't anybody that had both, at least not. This
1: is an easy decision for me. Because and it's an easy decision for me. the Super Nintendo is the best retro console in no, my No, you're wrong. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> and I knew, <laughs> I knew we were going to be different on this one. Oh, here we go. Because, now again, when you're a kid and when you're younger, you pretty much are just using whatever you have. So, yeah. it's not like you went in, you got to try both systems, and I was like, yeah. ah, okay, I kind of prefer that one. Like, somehow, I got into the Sega, or I, I got the Sega Genesis system, and mine came with Altered Beast. Mm-hmm. So, like, I played that non-stop for the longest, because that was the only game, that and Sonic. But, where I think you're wrong... <laughs> no, actually, Wrong, sir! Actually, I like both systems. I had a friend that had the Super Nintendo, so i went over to his house and we kind of like i want to play some of those games that the sega doesn't have yeah you kind of trade off but like okay so why do you think the super nintendo was like the system you gotta defend this
1: oh oh, i will i will you um just better games overall i love my japanese role-playing games so you had chrono trigger final two of the best final fantasy games are on there super mario world one of the best side scrollers ever made Mario Kart, like the beginning of kart racing, yeah, and um, Super Metroid, The Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. the The graphics were better, I think. Yeah, you could display more colors on the screen at one time. It did have a different look to it than the same. And I liked, I liked the sound palette i guess is what you would call it for the for the music i like the sound better see
0: i say that the sound was more playful in the super nintendo which i didn't like i like the darker sound yeah. which is what the genesis was. was like ding, 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 yes. ding, ding, ding. and it also had the darker grittier look to it which yeah. i liked um because that was one thing as a kid like i spent a lot of time drawing and sketching it's something about like the dark artwork and the shading the Sega had the Super Nintendo didn't have. It was more focused on bright colors. Yeah, everything looked clean and it moved a lot smoother. I will, I will definitely yeah, yeah. give it that. But something about you know Altered Beast and you and the whole Sonic series. Like I'm back then was more a fan of Sonic than Mario. But throughout the years, I've become, I've grown to appreciate Mario more than Sonic. Cause Sonic just had that. Side scrolling thing. When they yeah. tried to go oh, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Mario it worked out. Um so yeah, I mean, I can see both sides to it. They're both good systems. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick. And that's the thing too. I think I think maybe we talked about this before, but people feel like they have to pick yeah. one or the other. Well it's like, it
1: carries on. I think like back then, you know, if you watch that high score series on Netflix, like the yes. marketing guy behind Sega was like, We're gonna market for the older older brother. Right. And be like, oh, yeah, Nintendo's for babies. But he and still then, like, went the... in
0: saying, we need our Mario. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they knew what their competition was.
1: They knew. And then, like, if, if older brother likes it, then little brother's going to want to be like older brother. Right. But I think there kind of is that, like, thing, like, you know, which, which one's edgier and which one looks like it's more for kids kind of thing.
0: But see, now you have, you know, it's... It, it, it's always a discussion of PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. Which I think is an easy one to answer for me, and I think yeah. you might be on the I'm same. A I'm a PlayStation too. No guy, too. I'm a PlayStation guy, No slide against Xbox, though. There's nothing against Xbox. I think, in my opinion, where they kind of fall flat is their exclusives. Yeah. Um, they don't have the exclusives that Sony has. I mean, Sony, the Uncharted series and The Last of Us is, like, my favorite of all time. You can only play that on PlayStation. It are great. Xbox has... Uh, Halo.
1: Halo's good and Gears of War is really good too.
0: Gears of War is great. Like all the way, the latest the last one they put out is incredible but Xbox has made it where a lot of these games are accessible on PC so you don't really need the Xbox.
1: Yeah that's true.
0: But I did see where Playstation is wanting to do the same thing with their exclusives. So like how do you feel do you think that's going to hurt consoles by making their stuff accessible on PC? Mm I don't know because I think
1: console and pc crowds are kind of like i play pc gaming but i'm a console person and i think people that are pc people you know are if it's available on pc like that's what they're gonna buy but yeah um i don't know i think there's room for all of it well i feel like there's so many gamers i mean the gaming industry is allegedly bigger than the movie industry it is so there's like yeah there's room and then you got you know xbox and playstation fighting for kind of the same territory and then Nintendo is just like, let's just get our own thing. They don't you know, care. They don't care.
0: It's never in a discussion to have Nintendo up against PlayStation or Xbox. No, yet no. they will outsell them in in a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh, like the Switch has done some it's ridiculous. Really well. It's numbers.
1: the it's the second best selling Nintendo console. Yeah. Uh, right now,
0: which is I I, I get it. I, I and I think why the Switch is so successful is they're not trying to be just Nintendo yeah anymore they're branching out like having doom and wolfenstein and games where like you can rip people's body parts <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it's not just
1: mario it's not just these i think they learned their lesson like I, you're isolating a lot of people if you don't put like mature rated content yeah available to somebody
0: and to have a system that you can dock at home and then take with you because oh i love it i'm I, playing um i personally i just like playing on the go more yeah
1: and i'm um i get stuck when out filming stuff you know and i'll get stuck in places for like an hour or two at a time i'm playing disgaea 5 right now on nintendo switch like that's the thing i'm playing and it's a strategy role playing game but it's great it's great to have like portably because i can just do you know i can play around and then put it away or whatever but um, I love it. I love how I can just pick it up and take it with me.
0: And the portable stuff has co- has come a long way because I was somebody that had the original Game Boy, where it just had the green screen and yeah. you could only play it for like thirty minutes before the battery battery was always and it was not backlit. No, so you, you had to buy like the light, shine
1: it out the window like yeah. this, and try to yeah,
0: the backseat of the car. Same thing when Sega tried theirs with the Game Gear, like battery life sucked. Yeah.
1: Oh man, I remember borrowing a friend's Game Gear. I was like, we were driving like on a road trip to see relatives. He's like, I'm gonna let you borrow my Game Gear, but be real careful. <laughs> That's pretty ballsy. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, had like Sonic the Hedgehog and some like Garfield game or something. Yeah. And I went went to like Kmart, which is the thing back. Then. Yeah. Kmart was the significant back then, <laughs> and just bought like batteries. I don't know, if it was like four or six AA batteries. It was. It was six because it
0: was three on each side. Yeah, and it just like, (laughs) 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 yeah, like just ate them all up with like like, you were lucky to get through the opening cutscene or whatever through like I remember Sonic like it came on it was like Sega stopped every time you're like damn it and then you'd try to replace one battery and hope that that would work maybe I can get fifteen more minutes out of it and it it never worked (laughs) okay so since we were talking about the old game systems it also had me I was thinking about this the other day and I we talked about it in the first episode where how music is so easily accessible now. Mm -hmm. But I got to thinking about like when CD players first came out, I remember this specifically because there was a radio shack in the mall and I walked by and there was this portable CD player hooked up to two speakers and it was playing a Gloria, Stefan, I don't know how to say a name. It's probably wrong. Glorious. And the Miami Sound Machine. Yes. That was a good band, actually. Yeah, yeah they're really and good. And it was playing, and I was like, oh my God, this is like the clearest thing. CDs are going to be huge. I want a CD player. So, like, that year, I remember that was my main thing. I yeah. wanted a portable CD player. Something about portable stuff is well, always. There was a
1: time period in which, like, that's how most people. Unless you bought a brand new car, most people just had to, like, put in the cassette adapter to listen to CDs in their car.
0: But those CD players, like, you couldn't move them. No, no. (laughs)
1: Like, you had to put them, like... Like gingerly in the passenger seat, yes. As if you hit like a little bump, you know,
0: it's yeah. It, <laughs> it was awful because like even at home, you had to sit down; like you couldn't walk around with this thing. <laughs> Don't bump the CD. Yeah. <laughs> and just sit it on a table and just listen to music. And so, what got me thinking about it because I did get a portable CD player. I remember like for Christmas, my parents gave me it was like four or five CDs. Yeah, and it was all people I had never heard of at the time. So. I still remember those four or five CDs. So I, I I'm going to tell you mine, but I do want to like ask what were your first oh, you know, yeah albums that you remember getting? But for Christmas that year, I got U2's Joshua Tree.
1: That's a good one.
0: Okay, uh, Paula Abdul's Spellbound. You don't know. Who probably was don't even remember that. I remember
1: one. the video with the cat. No. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: the Eagles' Greatest Hits. Okay. And then it was a Boys to Men. I think it was. <clears throat> Like Cooley High Harmony, like their first album. <laughs> Which the funny thing about that is at the time I was really, really into R and B and hip hop. Like yeah. so the Boys to Men album and Paul Abdul album I listened to the most. At the time, I did not like U2. Like even sitting there trying to listen to that album, I didn't like it. And I'm still not a huge U two yeah, yeah. at all. Um The Eagles, I like some songs, so there was a few that I would skip between. Um, but I, I was, I gravitated towards Paul Abdul and <laughs> Boys yeah. to Men. Um, that's funny. So I'm wondering like, what were some of your first albums
1: that oh, you had? Oh, I remember my first CDs. Okay. Cause I had, you know, I told like the first episode, I had like a little boom box behind my bed and right. I'm just laying in bed. Okay. Here's my first five CDs. Uh, Stone Tuple Pilots, Core, uh, Pearl Jam 10, um, the wedding album, by Duran Duran um Metallica's Black Album and Get a Grip by Aerosmith.
0: See, that's a solid. <laughs> now I feel really. <laughs> but in fairness, I didn't get to pick my first five CDs.
1: Yeah, no, I handpicked mine. Yeah, that
0: sounded handpicked <laughs> because that's still stuff that you listen to now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I listen to all those albums still to this day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, the CDs that I I, I listen to the most I I can also remember they, these but uh, Bush's Sixteen Stone was oh, like yeah. that was a huge one for me uh, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style was a huge one and, and and I was also into like Bone Thugs and Harmony at the oh, time oh yeah um, I was always open to to so much stuff but um almost any pearl jam or soundgarden album i, yeah. I wasn't the biggest smashing pumpkins fan yeah <laughs> at the They're time. very different than the other ones but. they are um i i grew to like them more and appreciate them later and i know yeah. you're a huge sm- i love the pumpkins yeah, yeah. but there was a tom uh what was the one melancholy that was the, yeah that was the that album. was like their biggest one yeah and it i remember when it came out it was different. They mm. did some different things than their other albums, but it was like a two disc. Uh, I think it was a two disc. Yeah. One. It was a two disc one. Yeah. And it was just something about that, uh, that album that just kind of like catapulted them to this. Like they were on the radio and the, the video was like, on. Yeah, it's real
1: creative, you know, they but, had like a lot, lots of different types of instruments and lots of, uh, you know, super slow, like melancholy yeah. kind of songs, or like some of it's just real heavy and screaming. You know,
0: but it's so weird though because it was completely different, in my opinion, than their other albums. Yeah. But they also kind of stuck to that theme of changing almost every time they put out a new album. You should. Because what was the other one? You was adore change. or Ava adore or something? Yeah, right. yeah,
1: and um it was darker and it kind of had like an an
0: industrial
1: yeah it had more electronic uh elements to it
0: but it fit the time that it came out because it was a time too around like marilyn manson being pretty big and and doing that industrial sound
1: Um, Yeah, well in the late 90s electronic music started becoming real popular in america right you know i remember like watching the prodigy on tv and like it was just you know, I can't even... Like, an unfathomable amount of people at, like, this big stadium, you know? Right. And I still love them, man. But I, he
0: passed away. Yeah, Keith what?
1: Flint passed away about My maybe voice just cracked. A like, year, hey. a year, year and a half ago, <laughs> or something like that. But, yeah, they were fantastic. I um I always wanted to see the project. I never got to see them. But. I
0: don't know um, if you've ever listened to Youngblood that's out now, but he is... He looks a lot and kind of has the same style... Yeah. That like the Prodigy had. I'll check it out. I remember the album cover. It had the little crab on it. I can't remember the Oh, the fat of the land. That's it. I couldn't think of the name of it. Even
1: their last album that they made just recently within the last couple years, really good. Really? Like like I don't know if any much people in America are listening to it like but they were consistently good through their whole career they kept making really good albums there are some people like
0: that I noticed that you know they'll come over and they'll have like a hit song in America so everybody's big for like yeah. you know a few months then you forget about them and you think they're like a one hit wonder when really they're no. still over in the UK just somewhere else
1: I've heard of bands like that here you know they've got like we're like David Hasselhoff you yeah. know yeah. like everybody's like oh it's well, Hoff, kind of but a kind but in Germany here. he's like
0: God status yeah <laughs> it's so weird Uh. But also, I think, um, isn't it even Japan that loves a lot of stuff that's kind of, like, retro to us, but it's, like, new to them? Yeah. And they still listen to... You ever see, like, the
1: time period, like... um, I don't know when this was, but, like, Japan went to this thing where they started dressing, like, 1950s, like, American greasers. No! It's the coolest thing! (laughs) I wish we would go back to that. Yeah! Like, it was, like, a cool thing in, like, Japan for a while, but they had, like, the slick black... You know, hair like <laughs> with the with the hair product in, yeah, and like shaved smooth, and like lip biker jackets, and like rockabilly and stuff like that. It's awesome. It's the coolest thing.
0: It's funny that you bring up greasers. Um, I I watched a movie the other night, and I had like my daughter and my wife, and I was like, "You have to see this movie. We're going through this thing." Where I'm trying to get my wife to see a lot of Tom Cruise movies. because
1: yeah. I remember you went through a big Tom Cruise phase for I, a while.
0: Well, I still am. Um, I, I think his work has been incredible over this large span of time. So there's so much stuff to watch out there. And if you've never seen any of his stuff, it's like, all right, you have to see this. You have to see yeah. this. So it got to the point <clears throat> to where we were going to watch Outsiders. So... I don't know if you've ever seen that movie or not. I don't think I have, actually. It's, it was this huge movie at the time. It was like an 80s movie, right? Yeah, it was 83. And, okay. and Francis Coppola the director. Okay. okay. You got me soul. Okay. So, <laughs> I remember, I thought all the stars a I mean, it had Patrick Swayze, Emilio Estevez, Matt Dillon. Like, the cast is insane. Oh, yeah. For the time. And I go back, and I'm excited to let them watch it. And as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, this movie is awesome awful like i noticed that <laughs> really? this movie did not hold up well at some all some
1: do some were great for their time period
0: so i'm wondering like is there any movie that like you grew up thinking was incredible that you went back to watch later and you're thinking oh my god that was it's really not as good or do you remember it being so good at the time that you're kind of still fooled to think it's good now
1: <laughs> oh man that's a good question <clears throat> i remember being at target and the dollar bin they had um the dungeons and dragons cartoon from the 80s and i remember like i remember watching it as like a little kid or something and i and i was like oh that's so cool i, like, I remember watching dungeons and dragons i was like this got to be awesome so i bought like the box set of the entire series cuz i was sure yeah. this is going to be great but it was awful yeah sorry people that like it but man it did not hold up and i don't remember specifically anything else but i know there are there's times when i bought a movie that I was like, or or movies that I really did enjoy, but I wouldn't enjoy a second time. Yeah. Example being um, Avatar, not the last Airbender, but James Cameron's Avatar. Okay, well. Yeah, and I watched it in the theater, and I was like, "That was so much fun, you guys! That was great."
0: Wait a minute! I and still then, think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, but
1: I tried to watch it when I got home, like a year later. I like, you know, watch try to watch the DVD. and I was like, eh. Oh. You, you still like? You still
0: I, into it? Yeah, like, I still like that
1: one. Well, good news for you. to yeah, keep making them.
0: I know there's signed on for two more. So, I mean, I'm excited about that. But another thing that I noticed too, and I thought was interesting, was like horror movies that scared me when I was little. Oh yeah. And then you go back to watch it, and you're like, oh, like. And the one I remember specifically because this movie scared the hell out of me when I was a kid, and it wasn't. I don't think a mainstream movie, so I don't know how many people know about it. Mm. But it was a movie called The Gate.
1: Oh, I know of it. I've never seen it. Though.
0: So the the premise of this movie is, you know, it's kids that get a hold of an album that a record that if you play it backwards, it opens up the gate of hell. Nice. <laughs> so nice. It's nice. very interesting. <laughs> and so what they did was they played this record backwards, nothing happened. So they go to bed that night, just don't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden these like little demons get into their house. Just- and there's something about these little creatures. And if you go back and watch it now, it's so bad. <laughs> um and I also remember that like, there's special effects near the end where there's an eyeball that's actually built into somebody's hand. To, it's very strange. But that movie as a kid like, scared the hell out of me. Now, but now it's just so, so bad. Like, It didn't hold up.
1: You know what used to scare the crap out of me? I'm very...
0: Yeah, I'm interested.
1: This is not a horror film. It's Unsolved Mysteries, the original version with Robert Stack. Yeah. And you guys, if you don't know what this is, look up the theme music from the original unsolved mysteries and just listen to it. So, <laughs> yeah, we Maya, can't play it for We can't play. It, you're just going to have to google it. Yeah. But man, like Robert Stack's voice and my parents, like especially my dad would be really into it and it would come on right before my bedtime. Oh. And my my bedroom was at the the very end <laughs> of the hallway. The shining stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like I would like that creepy like outro music would play. Oh. And I would just be like Good night. <laughs> Even while I just haul butt down the <laughs> hall and like throw myself <laughs> under the sheets real quick. Oh my god! To this day, listening to that theme song still gives me chills. I don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> that stuff like that. I guess that's I, I remember some things like that, but. I would never would have thought Unsolved Mysteries would have been your... That
1: was it. And the other one that creeped me out was uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, the Nickelodeon series. I do remember that. Yeah. Because it was
0: like that in Goosebumps. That yeah, were, yeah. That were big at the time.
1: What was the thing that they used to say? Submitted for the approval of the Midnight
0: Society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: this episode is called
0: Episode 3. <laughs> All right. So... I'm surprised we've already gone. Like we're trying to keep this somewhere between 30 to 40 minutes, so yeah. that you know we don't bore the hell out of everybody.
1: I'm sure you got something to do.
0: What is awesome, though, starting as of today, I guess, the podcast is finally on a bunch of different formats. So now mm-hmm. you can listen on Spotify, um, Pocket Cast. Um, it's going to be available on Google, whatever theirs is, and iTunes and all that. So uh what started as just going to be a youtube thing is now branching out and it's available on other platforms so um we want to be able to share that but we also like especially in the beginning phases need as much help with this if you guys want to spread the word of just you know throwing it out there i think there will be links to other stuff i'll try to be good about doing putting that in the description i'm usually not very good at that but I think for a third episode uh, again I keep saying I think we're doing pretty good but then after I go back I think we're doing pretty good this is just my own little pat on the back (laughs) I guess it just makes me feel better about what we just did it's a good talk guys good talk yeah good job good job Um, but yeah again Thank you guys really so much for checking this out. So far it's been a lot of fun. I don't know if you're yes. having fun. I'll, I'll, we'll keep doing it. Yeah. Let's We're going to keep, gonna keep doing, doing it regardless. It. If if less and less people watch it, I don't I don't even think it matters. Well, yeah. I'll mean, we'll
1: still be doing our thing. Yeah.
0: Um but so far, uh, I already said that, so I'm not going to say that. Oh. No. No. Stop saying that. <laughs> Stop, saying, stop it. saying you're doing a good job. Tell me your name. <laughs> okay, now it's going to be hard to end this. <laughs> All right, so uh, make sure to come back. We're going to do these two times a week, I think, Tuesday mm-hmm. and Thursdays. We're going to try to stick to a schedule, which we're both really bad at, but so far have been pretty good at. Um, for a third episode, I'm rambling at this point because I don't know how to finish this. I think we did it pretty good. Yeah, we did it I think It was pretty good.
1: <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're going to have to end it at this point. Okay,
1: that's Games Key. I'm Brando. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you on episode four uh, Tuesday of next week. Yep.